0: save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an ac pro recharge kit today be a pro with ac pro
1: i'm mark willard and this is inside giant moments presented by t-mobile an official san francisco giants podcast in season one we looked back at some of the most iconic moments in franchise history now it's time to focus on the present and future We'll cover memorable wins and the off-field moments, interests, and personalities of the 2021 Giants team and staff. Join us for season two of Inside Giant Moments now. The game of baseball feels to be at a crossroads. How does the sport continue its tradition, but also welcome in new and younger fans? We connected with a number of Giants, starting with the team's player rep, Austin Slater, who has no shortage of opinions on the topic you've reached a time in your career now where you're established as a big leaguer and, and, you know, it it feels also like the game as a whole is at a bit of a crossroads with its fans. So I wonder how you'd answer this. I mean, do, do you think uh, on a personal level about the future of the game?
0: Yeah. You know, actually I I think about it quite a bit, Um, you know, being, being the player rep, it's something that it constantly comes up, you know, not only from like a, a collective bargaining uh, standpoint, which, you know, we, ha- we have that coming, in, um, you know, this off season, but, you know, just like the bigger picture of the game, um, you know, you talk about revenue and how, how it's going to be expanded. And, and there's, there's a lot of common ground on both sides from the players association and uh, and the league front office and, and trying to figure out ways to, you know, make the game more entertaining, um, more more watchable, and more appealing to you know the younger generation. Uh, you know, uh, we constantly see the stats of you know baseball has one of the oldest um, oldest fan bases of any of the major sports. Uh, you know, we're struggling to to capture uh, you know Gen Z and, and younger millennials, and uh, you know that's something that that comes up quite a bit.
1: Uh, you just said something I don't think I've heard anyone say uh, in a while, which is that you feel like there's a lot of common ground between the players and Major League Baseball with regard to this subject. That's interesting. You feel there's some common ground there.
0: I do. I, you know, in common ground in, in the interest of, of expanding the sport. You know, there there might be, you know, differences in, in how to do that. But, you know, I, I do think there is. Um you know things that have gained some traction, or you know, um, you know, decreasing the shifts, you know, trying to uh, speed up the pace of play, create more action in the game, um, things like that. You know, and and there's posturing on both sides. You know, and I and I think a lot of that is due to the fact that there is a CBA coming up, and and rightfully so, each side is trying to gain leverage over the other, and and because there's there's billions of dollars at stake there, but. You know, I, I, I do think genuinely there there is common interest to, you know, expand the sport and make it more entertaining and and, and viable
1: in the long term. How do you feel about the game's current connection with the fans? You know, I, I think that's a tough question. I,
0: I do think it's it's hard to really uh, analyze it right now considering, you know, we just played a whole season without fans in the stands and you know, we're, we're looking at starting the season with, with limited capacity. Um, you know, I, I would have to see the viewership of, you know, TV, and, you know, I, I haven't seen that, but, um, you know, it, it's it's an interesting, like, point in, in the history of the league. You know, we're going into a CBA. I think it would be incredibly damaging to the sport to have a work stoppage, um, you know, not just for the players, but mostly for the owners you know and and the sport the health of the sport uh in general um so you know it's hard to really say right now with with a lot of the the data being you know uh misconstrued because of you know the pandemic
1: oh i'm glad you you put it out there for our audience that 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 you are the player rep and and therefore i bet you get asked this question and and i wonder what your answer is when fans Say to you, or just you know, people you know, when they when they express that they're worried about these upcoming negotiations and and where this relationship sits, what do you say to them in terms of what you think is ahead? You know, it. I I hate
0: to 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 say this, but you know, I I really don't have a have an answer for you, and I would tell that to the fans too. You know, I I don't have a crystal ball. I don't I don't want to say anything. um, You know that know yeah, uh, misconstrues the situation but uh, you know I am worried personally too uh I love this sport and, and I want to see it um, succeed in the long haul and and um but you know that there are some serious issues and, and tensions between owners and players right now that need to be hashed out and and you know hopefully hopefully it, it is you know after the CBA um you know I I expect it to be a contentious battle um, I expect you know, both sides to hopefully compromise and, and, and work something out. Um, but, but I think there are bigger issues at play, I think. Um, and, and, you know, I said common ground. I, you know, we need to figure out um, how to make the league more competitive, um, uh, being another topic, uh, the game more entertaining, and, and how to reach uh, younger fans and expand the sport globally. Uh, you know, those are, I think, uh, the things that need to be the main focus and then, you know, the dollars and cents can, uh, will line up, you know, um, one of the things that, that we've talked about quite a bit is, you know, teams tanking to try to get draft picks. And I, I think that's terrible for the sport. Um, and, and that directly impacts free agency spending and, and, and how players are getting paid. And you're seeing, uh, you know, these mid to small market teams, not even going after marginal wins because they know they're getting revenue sharing, um, and they're not paying that mid-tier player. And, and you're seeing those guys hurt. And, and that's causing a lot of the issues, I think, uh, with players feeling upset uh, about owners not not paying players.
1: You mentioned also some of the items that are getting traction, uh, which are the result of analytics, things like the shift and whatnot. I I wonder just as a player. What is your relationship with advanced analytics? And do you think the results of those analytics are good for fans? You know, I I think it is. I think, I think
0: fans are, um, becoming more informed, um, and, and enjoying, you know, the, the nuances of the sport. And I think analytics kind of point, point out these nuances in a, in an easier way to see, uh, during the game, um, you know, I, I personally use them you know, as a player, and I think uh, fans would love to see that insight on how teams and, and players you know use that information to try to better themselves and better the team.
1: What about the emotion that, that is or is not shown in the game? And I wonder if it's something that you can even really think about because you, you don't want to force this, but, for example, NFL and NBA players – Actually, plan out celebrations and performances within the game. Sometime, I, I'm certainly not asking for baseball players to, to to plan something out. But is it something that that you or teammates think about in terms of the way they present themselves on a field and and how fans may respond to
2: that?
0: You know, I, I can only speak for myself and, and my teammates, but you know, we don't we don't really think about it. Um... But, you know, I think it's becoming more part of the sport, uh, more accepted. Um, you know, you see guys like Tim Anderson doing those massive bat flips, you know, and <laughs> um, and, and other guys like that, you know, you know, I personally think it's a little little over the line to, to shove it in a guy's face like that. But, you know, I, I do think the fans enjoy it. Um, so, you know, I can't really knock it too much. Um, but I think it's becoming more part of the game and, and fans are enjoying it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's starting to become viewed less as like, hey, I'm trying to show this guy up, and more like, hey, I'm trying to celebrate with my teammates and and get some energy in the in the dugout and um, in the stadium. So I, I think we're starting to move that way. But you know, baseball is an old school sport, um, especially in America, where it's, hey, we're not trying to show up the other guy. You know, let's be professional and and go about our work. You know, we're playing 162. Uh, let's be, uh, even keeled the whole way and, and go about our business. So I, I do think it's starting to change a little bit.
1: Do you buy the entire premise here, by the way, we, we, the game is too slow. Uh, younger fans don't have the attention span. Do, do you buy into that premise? You know,
0: I, I used to, but you know, I saw something recently that, you know, a, a MLB game actually has more action than an NFL game and, and the time, uh, the time of actual play, huh. uh, you know, time of the game is about the same. Um, so you know, <laughs> you know, I think that 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 used to be the sentiment in the sport. And now it's like, all right, this is this actually isn't true. And and how can we just make the game more exciting in general uh, and attract younger fans? Um, so you know, it's it's a it's definitely a very interesting topic. But um, when you start to really look at it, there's there's things that are that line up with other sports, and uh, you know the players in the league office just need to, you know, trying to keep uh, making adjustments to to make it more interesting and watchable.
1: I want to ask you this too, especially as an offensive player. I mean, there's there's excitement for fans, and then there's fairness. But again, let's use football as an example. They've made all these rules that clearly favor the offense because they feel like that's what the fans want to see let's take that to baseball baseball this year is freely admitting they're deadening the ball a little bit because home runs i guess in their opinion have gotten a little bit out of out of control what what do you think about that and is that a good thing for the fans yeah you know but i i i do want to uh preface
0: what i'm about to say with with that you know the league the league is also Making other adjustments, you know, ad- adjusting what pitchers can put on the ball on their hand, you know, illegal yep. substances, um, you know, along with um, with try you know, deadening the ball. So there are some other balancing issues, and and they're making a lot of adjustments in the minors as far as uh, I don't I don't know if you've seen some of the rule changes, but they're going to experiment with with some of them in the minors. Uh, automatic strike zone, uh, automated strike zone. Sorry, um, you know increasing the size of the bags, um, pickoff rules, uh, things like that. Uh, So I I think the league is just more concerned about, you know, the direction baseball is moving or was moving, which is the three-outcome sport, which was walk, strikeout, or home run. Uh, And so I think they're just trying to make more action, you know, on the bases. If they adjust the the shifts, you know, hopefully – you know, more singles, uh, doubles end up falling in, and and there's more base runners and more action in the game. Uh, You know, you can feel it when there's uh, runners on second and third, you know, no outs. You can feel the excitement in the stadium, you know, pick up uh, versus, you know, runner on first base, boom, homer, or strikeout, strikeout, you know, or walk, you know, things that just kind of slow the game down and, and and drain the energy from the stadium. So I think those are, those are the major concerns of of the league right now.
1: I'm glad you brought up automated strike zone as a guy who was called out to end the season last year on a ball that was not a strike. (laughs) What what do you think of automated strike zone? Uh, You know, I guess first I I don't really
0: think the technology is, is quite there yet. Um, So go ahead and say that, you know, you could have a curveball that, you know, clips the bottom of the zone but ends up hitting the dirt, right? Which is that should that be a strike? Uh, you know, I, I don't think so. Like that's an unhittable pitch, uh, you know. And 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 there's there's other other things where you know, I uh, you know, I'm not really sure if the tech tech is there yet. But uh, you know, I even though you know last season ended the way it did, I, I still do appreciate and, and love the, the fact that umpires are, are part of the sport i, I think it's entertaining mm-hmm. um it's a challenge for players too you know you go into a game knowing hey this guy has a little bit of a bigger zone uh at the top or at the bottom he's you know wider on the sides or you know he's really tight uh you know let's let's make the pitcher come to us i i do i do like that aspect of the game and um you know i'm i'm kind of old school in that that sense that um, you know uh, they belong in the game, and they always have been. So uh, that's kind of where
3: I stand.
1: Reliever Caleb Barriger is next. He's young and active on social media, but that doesn't mean he wants to flip baseball on its side. Take a listen to his thoughts on the issues. All right, Caleb, I, I, I want to ask you about uh, the way that you you connect with fans, the way that the game is connecting with fans, and and we've made a couple references. Uh, to uh to your tweets and the presence you have on twitter how would you describe your approach to social media
4: i just like to have fun with it i don't take it too seriously um i think it's a good i think it's i think it's good if it's not if you're not too serious about it and not trying to not trying to do too much with it i would say um and a lot of the younger generation is on is on both twitter and instagram and there is that there's that barrier memes instagram that follows me um and i follow him back and kind of kind of react and i've gotten to know the the kid who runs it a little bit and he's he's pretty funny he's got some good stuff yeah and i think that's like the way things might be trending um my mom i remember my mom asked me she's like why are you making this stuff and i was like mom it's not me (laughs) like i don't run this account (laughs) um it's somebody else, and she's like, "Oh, okay, that makes more sense now." I'm like, "Yeah, mom. Like, I don't have time for that." But oh, gosh. I think I think that's a good way to. It's a good way to react with with like the younger the younger group of kids, um, and kind of get them to understand that at the end of the day, yeah, we're baseball players, but we're also we're also people too. You know, like we're not that much different than them just because we can do certain things on the baseball field, and like you never know what a kid's going to be when they're 14 anyway. Like, if you would have looked at me as a 14-year-old, you would have never said, oh, that kid's going to play in the big leagues. Like, 100% nobody would have said that. So I guess it's just kind of cool to be able to talk to kids like that and see if I can kind of just give them a little bit of uh what's the word I'm looking for here? Um,
1: Inspiration, maybe. You know, why can't I think of it?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Thank you for that. Yeah, a little bit of inspiration. (laughs) Just give them something that they can kind of take with them, and you never know what can happen, you know. If you put the work in, you just never know.
1: Well, I think you nailed it. It's an avenue to connect with fans, and and so I wonder, what what kind of a role do you think it plays in in the future of baseball?
4: I would say probably a big one. Um, I. You know Bauer, people kind of get on him a lot for the things that he does. You know, it can get a little tired sometimes, but I think all of his intentions are pretty good when it comes to at least growing the game and stuff like that. And you know he's out there on the forefront of social media, like banging away. a lot of people don't like it, but he's he's got a lot of younger kids following him. He's growing the game. like I think that's where it starts with with the way our society's kind of shifting. It's a really easy avenue for those kids to be able to see. See like big leaguers interact with them, and I think that's where you get more of that. Those younger fans coming to the game because they know the players. And if they know the players, they're probably going to want to come and see them play, buy the jerseys, buy tickets, like get them in the stands. And I think that's that's the best route at growing the game at this time. I don't see another another avenue that that's more connective.
1: You know, you, you bring up Bauer, and I I, I think. He's on there so much and there's so much that people are sort of taking as um, as real or at face value. And not that he's not authentic. He is. But I feel like he's very strategic um, in his approach. And that's not always people aren't always aware of that when they're reading it. How how about you? Uh, You mentioned you're just kind of there having fun. But but is there uh, any sort of a strategic approach on your part?
4: I would say a little bit for sure. I mean, I definitely think before I before I say things. I don't I don't just spout off everything that I that I think. Obviously, but I think that's smart. You know, you got to be you got to be smart about the things you put out there, like because everything's going to stay forever. Um, but at the same time, if I can find if I can find a way to grow myself and grow my connection to other people, like I'm going to. So I th- I think I think you hit the nail on the head with Bauer. Like everything he does is calculated. Um, when it comes to social media, I wouldn't say I'm nearly in the same boat as him, but like I think about things before I do them. I would say that that's fair.
1: Uh, you recently made reference to a video of a pitcher at a lower level who does this legendary K strut. It's like a crazy celebration when he strikes a batter out, and you said, "Wait till he does that in the bigs, <laughs> right? Wait till he does it in the bigs. They're going to go crazy." I wonder what what you think about. What do you think about celebration in baseball?
4: I think do whatever you want. Um, just know that if you do something kind of extravagant, it's probably going to come back to get (laughs) you, you know, it's one of those things like you can do whatever you want, but if somebody else does something to you, I don't want to hear you getting upset about it. Like let people play the game how they want to. If you don't like that, a guy just threw his bat into the dugout. Maybe don't throw a pitch that he can hit 700 feet. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what the answer is there. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of my take on it. Like I don't know. I'm but I'm I'm pretty much a, a easygoing guy, and like if someone hits a ball 600 feet off me, if they want to do cartwheels around the base, bases, fine. Like they just hit it 600 feet. Do ever do whatever you want, man. Like good for you.
1: <laughs> so it's not going to get it's not going to get you hot under the collar if uh, if somebody uh, flips a bat and stares at it for five seconds.
4: No, I mean it's going to make me mad that they hit it that far, but I don't really care what they do like, around the bases, that part, whatever. But, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be upset that I gave up a homer, regardless if it went 600 feet or if it went 310 feet. You know, it's
1: just (laughs) it's never a good feeling in general. And then how do you ride that line with your reactions when things go well? I I try not to be
4: too out there. I know, like, a couple guys were giving me a little bit of a hard time last year because I had a couple where I, like, got pretty fired up after a big strikeout to end an inning but like i don't know i don't try to force anything if it happens it just kind of happens cuz i'm i'm so like in the moment you know it's not like i'm trying to be over over zealous with it or over exaggerate my reactions it just is one of those things that just kind of happens in the heat of the moment
1: you know we 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 talked about what originally attracted you to baseball um uh, do you ever think about what it was that attracted you and how that jives with the next generation coming up
4: honestly no that's a really good question i haven't thought about that before
1: yeah i i just i don't know there there's an evolution there's an evolution to it obviously and and i think you know each generation you know, you find the sport, but then you wonder with people talk about the pace of play or or maybe it is the, the old boys' rules about not celebrating and, and how that sits with the pre-teens, if you will, of today. I mean, I don't have the answer either. I just I, – I wonder what you guys all think about that.
4: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that they like, they like the celebrations for sure. Um, I think the celebrations are probably good for the game. I know a lot of people, a lot of the older generation is not thrilled with it, but right. <laughs> at the end of the day, the game is kind of changing. Like, even if you just look at the way that teams are put together, like teams are put together by guys that uh, – pitchers that have elite stuff and can strike guys out and hitters that can hit home runs. So it's going to turn into a lot of the strikeouts to homers thing, but that seems to be what wins games – from the front office side of things. So that's kind of the route that the game's going to go. Like, the game is going to go whatever whatever direction is best for winning because at the end of the day, everybody wants to win a World Series. And I, I think a byproduct of all the home runs and all the younger guys hitting home runs is going to be those extra celebrations. But I think those are exciting. Like, if you watch a game, like, it's, it's tough right now with Fernando Tatis kind of being out because he was one of those players that's really easy to watch because everything he does is so smooth and so good looking yep. um and he's got that flair to him you know he's like fun to watch and I think that's where that's where the game is going to grow when you get guys who have a little bit of a little bit of that flair like obviously we don't want it to be the only reason people are watching the game um we don't want that to take over but People like to see cool things. People like to see guys throw 100. People like to see guys hit the ball 500 feet. You know, people like to see diving catches and diving plays. The days where the sacrifice bunt gets people all excited, they're probably on their way out. (laughs) Um, I think that's just kind of the way the game is
1: is changing. What about rules uh, that they're experimenting with? What, What changes do you think baseball needs to make? None.
4: None. I, well, I think they need to. I think they need to get rid of the. Pers- this is this is my own personal thing. I think the runner on second base during extra innings is dumb. I think if you really are, if you want the games to go quicker, I don't know. I don't know if ending in a tie if it's not the if it's not the playoffs is the right move or not. But maybe that's the direction we can go. The pace of play thing, I, I struggle with just because every other sport is about the same time. Um, I get that I get there's not action on every pitch. So I I guess I understand that, but I I don't think baseball needs to change that much. I think we need to stop trying to change it as much and just kind of let, let the game play itself. Like people are going to watch baseball. Like it's baseball, man. It's America's pastime. Anyone who says it's not, then I, I don't know. Maybe we just need to get more kids playing at the younger age. Maybe that's the, that's the goal we need to take into it. But, I don't know, maybe maybe that is maybe that isn't the route. Maybe not enough kids are playing whiffle ball in the front yard trying to be Sammy Sosa like I was when I was ten years old. Maybe that's the route we need to change. But I don't know. That's a good question.
1: Okay, quick pause to tell you about our sponsor, T Mobile, one of our favorite partners because of how relevant they are to Giants fans. Because you're never far from McCovey Cove when you've got America's largest and fastest five G network. In other words T-Mobile is your ticket to the game, whether you're home or away. The Giants are big league. Why don't you come on up and join them? Switch to T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Fastest 5G by Open Signal Awards based on average speeds and USA 5G experience report January 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And now back to Inside Giant Moments. Manager Gabe Kapler has some interesting thoughts on how to attract young fans, particularly as a young manager. Gabe, there's a a ton of talk and seemingly even an initiative across Major League Baseball with regard to attracting younger fans. First and foremost, I just want to get like an umbrella thought on that from you. What do you think about that and, and what is it really that baseball can do?
3: Uh, I think there are a number of things that baseball is already doing to appeal to younger fans. So I have a 21 and a 19 year old son, uh, both of both who consume the game, and in particular my my older son, my 21 year old, much differently than I did. Um, it's it's not always the traditional broadcast. It's in smaller bites. It's in highlights. It's on Twitter and and other social media platforms. So. Um, just kind of keeping that in mind and making sure that we are appealing to a very, very diverse audience, which is what baseball is all about. We are, we are for everyone. We're not for one class of, of individuals and we're not for um, one, one race or, or one background, ethnicity or age group. Uh, I think we want to appeal to everyone. And that means being uh, very sensitive to how they, they consume the game and, and appealing to those things
1: yeah I wonder what, what do you think the role of social media is here and 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 you know in particular your experience as a dad with those those sons 19 and, and 21 what what is it they do in in terms of their baseball consumption on
3: social media yeah like I mentioned I think these uh, you know at least my my sons uh, consume a, a pretty consistent stream of social media information and you know, their their news and, and in a lot of time and in a lot of ways their action in games is is in smaller bites. And so just making sure that that we we keep that in mind. I don't have like any specific answers for, for how to make this work and but what I do know is and I'm very confident this we have a lot of smart people at major league baseball and at every clubs who are consistently keeping that in mind and we're we're making changes for for the right reasons and to appeal to the masses. Uh,
1: Your team and so many others are increasingly analytically driven and and getting results through that. But I wonder how you react to a statement that that I hear a lot, uh, which is that sometimes analytics get in the way of entertainment for young fans. What's your reaction
3: to that? I think it's important that we have a healthy balance of Information that you can read on a paper, on paper about uh, players and um, what our eyes tell us and what our intuitions tell us about what's happening on the field. I think they're both important to kind of create a nice balance between the subjective, kind of the, the scouting view, or in some cases, like people who have been around baseball for a really long time and have seen a lot of baseball, that intuitive sense. And and what numbers are telling us, stat cast data, um, spin rate data, uh, traditional data, like like things that were on the back of the baseball card when I was a kid collecting baseball cards and learning about things like on-base percentage and strikeout rate and, and home runs and, and, and other counting stats as well. I think they're all important, and, and I don't think that we, we need to uh, dismiss any of those those really important ways to view the game.
1: By the way, do you still have your baseball cards?
3: Man, I wish I did. I, I probably <laughs> do somewhere in my in in my mom's house. Um, I hear they're they're getting they're some some of them are getting more and more valuable. So I should probably go through those right. at some point. <laughs>
1: I'm going to ask what I know is a stupid question, but, but it's all good, and, and I'll, I'll try to explain why I'm asking it. But I wonder to what level you take fans into account when making decisions. And, and I don't mean that in terms of a pitching change, but an example would be, for instance, last year people wanted to see Joey Bart, and, and you guys used a lot of patience. You waited. Uh, but fan pressure is, is a part of, of the picture of a baseball team. So how do you go about balancing that, the voice of the
3: fan? One thing I'll always say is, is I'm listening, and we're listening, and and I think that's important because I, I can share this with you. There's there's no leader, no coach, no GM in in all of sports uh, that that knows everything, and and sometimes it's really good to understand the the direction that a, a group of fans is leaning, because I think it makes you reexamine your your current position now. I don't, on the flip side, I don't think that we should be swayed so much that we lose our objective view and trust our read as an organization on what the best decision to make for the group is. But I don't think it hurts to, to be listening carefully and to, to, to keep our, our eyes open. We might, we might learn something from, from just the right vantage point, even if it comes from a fan.
1: You know, I, I think and I'm I'm sure you're aware of this I can I can share this with you with our listeners for sure like the same thing is is building in this moment for Elliot Ramos with with the 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 spring that he's had what, what kind of factors are you taking into account as as you you think about his future
3: this year the two most important factors are that he's performing really well in spring training and I think it's You know, you have to acknowledge that. He's done a really nice job. He's hit the ball hard. He's had nice at bats played good defense, ran the bases well, I think, during this camp. We have learned that he has a chance to steal bases as well. Good all-around baseball player with a high ceiling and a bright future. And then I think we also have to remember that he is not an especially experienced player, and he's a young player that could really benefit from some upper-level experience at the minor league level. Um, I think that was true for, for Joey Bart. Last year, we were put in a position where it made some sense based on our catching situation to give him a shot and give him some experience. Um, now, I think with uh, you know, a year of, of learning about what the minor leagues might look like going forward, we think there's going to be some at-bats and some reps for our, our upper-level prospects. And we want to take advantage of those.
1: Uh, baseball i think is sometimes seen as as an old boys network and it's got all these unwritten rules i look at you and i think though that you're a bit of a tone changer and, and and you are open to doing things in a different way so so you're a good person to ask that what what tone across baseball needs to change if any
3: um what tone needs to change across baseball well, I think we have a, a pretty traditional mindset still in baseball, which is what is most comfortable is, is what we've, we've all, always done. Um, and I think a perfect example of that is some of the rule changes that got implemented in, in 2020. Um, those rules, those conversations leading up to those rule changes were really scary for a lot of baseball people that have been in the game for, for decades. Some of the rule changes were like the DH in the National League, which was very uncomfortable for a lot of people. Now it's, it's a lot more comfortable. Um, I think the, the runner on second base in, in extra innings was something that baseball traditionalists hated and now feel a little bit more comfortable with a year seeing it. So I guess one healthy reminder would be that change is always scary, but change can sometimes be a really positive thing. And once we once we get a little bit more comfortable with it, once we see it in action, applying some trial and error, which I think is an excellent science, is probably good for our sport if we want it to grow and, and expand. I think the second thing that I'd focus on and continue to hammer is how important it is for us to get a diverse group of decision-makers in, in baseball. And what I mean by that specifically is um, – you know, people, people of color, people in marginalized communities uh, need to be in positions of power in baseball if we really want to see this game grow and change. This is not a box-checking exercise. It's how we make better decisions as a society, by having a group of individuals that have different backgrounds, different ethnicities, and have seen life from a number of different angles making the most important decisions. Um, I think that will, will speed up progress in baseball substantially. I think we have to stay very focused on that right now.
1: I think that's a great answer. Um, you know, another part of this too, though, I, I think, you know, you mentioned the unwritten rules. Uh, a lot of that has to do with the swagger certain players play with, right? And, and uh, some guys are just, you know, keep your head down and play. But I think it's the data has shown that the younger fan – Kind of digs that. They they like a little showmanship. Let's say a young yeah, player comes up sure. and he's got that flash to him. How do you handle that as a manager?
3: As, lo- as long as that flash isn't um, directed at an individual in the other dugout, as long as that flash is is intended to fire up your own team, I believe strongly that we need more emotion in baseball. We need more celebration in baseball. We need more colorful reactions in baseball, um, the other sports just outpace us. Yep. Soccer, football, basketball, they all have more of that exciting flavor, and we're just missing it. We, we tend to be pretty homogenous. Now, I think we're moving in the right direction, and I think we're seeing a little bit more of that, that style, that flair, and we're not always looking like the, the, the person who came to bat right before us is really good. We just need to celebrate it and get comfortable with it and recognize that it's not it's not bad for the sport and it doesn't make us any less traditional because we have somebody who wants to flip a bat or or pound his chest or or hug on the field or celebrate through some some like real emotion on the field. Whatever yeah. that means, smiling big. Yeah. Whatever, it doesn't really matter. Just expressions of joy. Are, are pretty good for our sport. Uh,
1: and, and maybe that's your perspective in part, not only because of who you are, but but the fact that you're, you're just in your mid-40s. I mean, managers are getting younger and younger. How do you see that affecting the product that we see on the field?
3: Uh, that's a good question. I, I don't know because I, I, I got to be honest with you. I hope that I have an open perspective when I'm in my mid-60s, you know, if I'm lucky enough to still be managing this game then, Um, and, and I, you know, I, I hope I had that open perspective in my, in my mid thirties. So I, I, my my instinct is that we all have our character traits, maybe with a little bit more experience, those character traits are enhanced. Um, sometimes if, if we get a little saltier as, as we age, they, they go away. But you know, what I'll ask is challenge me uh, along the way and, and make sure that, I I keep an open perspective and that I, I challenge myself on my own beliefs at every turn.
1: And finally, one Giants player who hasn't even had a chance to be introduced to fans at the major league level yet, but no doubt that day is coming soon. Prospect Elliot Ramos weighs in on respect between young players and veterans and celebration in the sport. A lot of times the establishment in baseball, veteran players want to see a guy kind of Pay his dues before mm-hmm. he he has that kind of confident way about him. So I wonder what your experience with that has been, and and just what what your thoughts are on that idea.
5: Well, I mean, it, it, it's a really at the end of the day, the the rookies like we call it, like uh, like the you know the young players. We have to earn that, you know, like we have to work. We obviously have to do way more than the than the veteran guys. They have done their stuff, you know, like you're not gonna tell Buster Posey to go like, you know <laughs> I don't know, like they are they are like they are they've been there. They have like thirteen like ten or plus year like in the big leagues, you know, so it's like I don't know, they they are pretty cool about it. They don't <laughs> they don't I mean they haven't it's it's kinda it's okay. It's,
1: part of that conversation I think also though is is just an energy that is shown on the field. It, it can it can be in the form of confidence, it can be in the form of, of celebration if, if that's something that pitchers can see, they don't necessarily love it, but the thing is the fans usually do. Um, is it something that you guys think about? Like are you aware when you're on the field the way you react in
5: certain situations, especially when you do well? I mean I don't think about it, but Trust me. If I hit a home run in an important moment or something like that, I'm gonna celebrate it. <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy it. So <laughs> no yeah. what.
1: And, and, and I think fans like that. I, I think fans. Yeah. I think that's that's good for the game. Is that? And by the way, I, I think baseball is much more of a celebration. Often in in other nations, even for the fans. What was it like in Puerto Rico?
5: Um, Puerto Rico, it's always fun. Baseball is always fun. Like. They have, like, bands, like, they, like, they play music. It's, uh, it's a, like, it's loud. When I used to grow, when I, when I grew up, you know, it was not that many fans, but the stadium was so small that it looked like it was a lot, you know? So, it was always loud. It was always fun, you know? It was always nice to play. The baseball is, like, hot, like fire, you know? Like, we are always going, we are always on the go. We we have that fire in us that we just want to win, you know, and we want to go out there and give the 100% of us, you know?
1: And and do you and, think Major League and, and, Baseball in the United States could use more of that?
5: Of course. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, it's always good. It's always good to have energy. It's always, it's a sport, you know? We were playing a game that we've been playing since we were little, you know? So it's like, that it, it would be nice that we can enjoy that freely, you know? Like, free and not, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's nice. It's nice to just play and not worry about like, oh, what the pitcher is gonna think or something like that. You know, because you don't want to get hit either. You know, right? <laughs> you, I'm sometimes get hit. Like, I just want to enjoy the game. You know, I, I don't do that disrespecting de- nobody. You know, I, I don't do that disrespecting de- the pitcher. I don't do that disrespecting de- the other team. I mean, there are some players who does that, yeah. And I I don't I don't I don't celebrate that. I don't like that. I don't like when you are trying to like, you know, like make the other team look bad. Cause that's not how it's supposed to be. You just you're competing, you know? You're competing, and like, if you're going to enjoy it, it's, you know, you're not disrespecting nobody. If you're just enjoying, like, what you do and your success, you know?
1: Thanks so much for listening to Inside Giant Moments, presented by T Mobile. Don't forget to give us a rating and a review, and share this episode with your friends and family. To make sure you never miss these exclusive conversations each week, subscribe and follow the Inside Giant Moments podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.